This question is from an anonymous um, retreatant here at Bamaptan. During meditation retreats, the mind is very calm and there is a desire to continue practices like abstaining from eating afternoon and reducing phone usage upon returning. However, due to family, work, and various factors, there's fear that this will be hard to maintain. Can you please give some advice on how to practice in the worldly life filled with defilements? So, here on this retreat, you have the time and so you're able to practice fully. You put down your duties and responsibilities, your work, and you have uh, restricted your usage of communication devices or phones, uh, and this stops your contact with the outside world because when you communicate externally like this, uh, it's all coming from a sense of me and mine, and one can really get caught up in a lot of uh, sensual uh, pleasures, objects, uh, through these devices. And in the monastery, you're restraining your actions and speech and you can compare that uh, how it was before uh, before there was not much peace and a lot of um, agitation and chaos in the mind but coming to the monastery then you keep sila and you have just two meals and you've increased your chance to practice a dhamma and you're intent on training your mind. So when you go back home, then you should take what you've got from this retreat and use it to promote uh, the way you live your life. Maybe before you've had, uh, it was all chaotic, uh, but now that you've improved your mind, maybe you can go back and it's maybe just 75% uh, chaotic. And so you just gradually improve like this and now that you know that the drawbacks of using a phone and these uh, devices, then you decide just to use it for important things, uh, things that are let you lead your livelihood. Uh, and you can see that if you use it for an hour then you're wasting your time for one hour so you try to reduce this wastage eating in the evening you can just eat a little bit because you do need to eat it together with your family but maybe you don't eat too much and just have a lot of mindfulness if you ask is it hard to do practice like this uh, yes it is uh, especially in the beginning uh, but you're trying to train like this and later your family will be able to understand and when you can develop your mind uh, to a higher level then it becomes more cooler and peaceful uh, there's less anger there uh, and with this 
coolness of mind and everything looks uh, better, improves your outlook on things. So you should be determined then uh, to improve like this and you have your own goals and ideals and principles that you want to develop. You want to have this peacefulness and coolness of the mind. Uh, this question is from a physical retreatant here at Wat Mapchan. May I ask Ajahn, what's the difference between clinging to views, the two patana, and clinging to the belief of having a self, atava dupatana? If a person clings onto opinions, does clinging to view and self-belief view arise simultaneously? Thanks, Ajahn. So the two words, titi and upadana, combined together is itu upadana, which is the attachment to views. And so we take our views as being good and correct and others' views as being wrong. Uh, so it is all <clears throat> chaotic. It is all bound up in a sense of self. <clears throat> but these two aspects of views and self are can be separated and so the view of sorry the attachment to self is atawatupadana which is one holds one's self as being important uh, there's a belief in a permanent abiding self and then uh, we have this sense of self. There's a me, and then there's a them. Uh, there's other. Uh, this is a wrong view that uh, has a reason. And then there's attachment uh, to views then. Uh, so we hold ourselves as being correct and others as being wrong. So it can be separated, um, but it is all still bound up in a sense of self. If one doesn't attach to views, then one won't uh, attach to a sense of self. This question is from an anonymous physical retreatant. Dear respected master, I feel great joy while at the monastery, but upon returning to the outside world, the mind becomes easily disturbed by external circumstances. As I have only recently begun practicing in the Southern tradition, which is similar to Theravada, the mind is not stable enough. As lay practitioners without the right conditions to practice full time yet, do you have any good advice? I no longer hold much interest towards many worldly matters, yet the conditions for monastic life are not sufficient. The mind feels constantly dragged around and feels conflicted. So this question is in regards to our barami, our spiritual accumulations or development. The ones who ordain then they have the time uh, to to practice 
uh, but to get to that point uh, it takes its own time uh, once barami has to be uh, sufficient and then it just happens on its own but you can ordain in the mind in your heart mm. or a one who's a monastic uh, they have time then to to meditate and to be restrained with uh, their precepts as a lay person then do you have the time to practice uh, like that or not mm. you have time to breathe so you have time to practice uh, you can utto a lot uh, with the breath. And then this is bhavana, this is uh, practice. Mm. And you also take care of your mind. Uh, be careful when the defilements uh, pull you outside of uh, the path. You have mindfulness to bring your mind back. And it may not be easy uh, living in the outside world because there's a lot of chaos and disturbances it is hard to make the mind peaceful in this environment. Mm. When one is in a place of peace, of seclusion, then it's easier to make the mind peaceful. Mm. But you still need wisdom. Uh, if you have wisdom, then even in, you're in a place where it is more... Mm, disturbances then you're still able to make the mind peaceful so you need to be very determined in doing this in making the mind peaceful even in the midst of all the mm, sense impingements and you be determined and you have effort and when you have the chance then you can go to a, the monastery or a place of peace and develop more internal strength so that you can uh, go against the external world more when you go back to it. Uh, this is called building our spiritual faculties. We improving our inner strength, uh, our inner power. And even as a layperson, if these spiritual faculties are full, then you'll be able to see the Dhamma as well. Uh, but in the beginning, just be determined, have patience and keep practicing without stopping and then you will succeed this question is from an anonymous uh, retreatant at Vatmapchan. could Ajahn please enlighten me on what love is the love between parents and children the love between couples all of these are impermanent one should not cling to them but this leads me to feel very pessimistic when interacting with other people. And I feel that I am heartless. Is this correct? So in regards to this, we have to develop some understanding. When we live in the world, then we have a mother, father, we have siblings, family, and there is a relationship between husband and wife having children or children having friends. And so this metta, goodwill, loving kindness, is this uh, wish, this intention that uh, may we have happiness, may they have happiness, uh, but it's not bound up with attachment. 
So this is metta, bhavana, this is samadhi. And so a parent will have love for their child. They'll have that goodwill, compassion for their child. They want their child to go well. And this is something that is, uh, that must, uh, must be like this. Even a noble being to the level of a Sotopana stream enterer, they'll have love for their parents, love for their child, love between husband and wife, love between uh, partners. Mm -hmm. And so we have to understand this type of love and separate it out from uh, that everything is impermanent. Uh, that's a that's on the level of wisdom in order to see the truth. Uh, Lady Wisaka, she had a husband and she had children, many children and grandchildren, and she was a Sotopana. She had seen into um, this not self. She uh, had already understood about not self but hadn't yet abandoned all the attachment or clinging upadana so she had changed the view from uh, self to understanding that it, it isn't a self uh, but there were still attachments there um, and once when her beloved grandchild had passed away um, this grandchild was very skilled at all the merit-making activities, she could fulfill them very well in, even in Lady Wisaka's place, inviting the monks, leading the ceremonies. Uh, but from nature, she uh, passed away and Lady Wisaka was uh, very upset and uh, in grief, uh, crying, uh, because she loved this child a lot, uh, this grandchild a lot, because it was a very good uh, grandchild and so she did have that uh, attachment um, to this grandchild. She hadn't developed the wisdom to be able to let go 100% or fully. Uh, but she listened to the Dhamma from the Buddha, that if one has 100 loved ones, then one will have to experience 100 sufferings. Uh, so she was able to bring back her mindfulness and accept about the truth, about this nature of, of change. Mm -hmm. And so if in your question, if there's a feeling of being heartless, this may be because you're tending more to ill will. Your wisdom is leading you in front, but your samadhi isn't sufficient. You may have feelings of boredom and dispassion um, but it needs to have peace as well there as a as a foundation and otherwise it it can be uh, like feeling uh, heartless that's something that uh, it doesn't have enough wisdom and so one should uh, be careful of this you may have wisdom to lead you uh, that everything is impermanent nothing should be attached and clung on to uh, because it will just lead to suffering but you need to have enough samadhi or or you, your samadhi isn't enough yet so you need to train in developing that 
peace and stillness of mind first. You have that metta and compassion there in the mind. Uh, and so you understand about conventions, living in the world with conventions and conventional uh, relationships, uh, but you're also teaching yourself as well that uh, it about impermanence, that one day uh, there must be death, uh, and this then is bringing up wisdom inside 